Greetings and welcome to the Uncensored Humanity Podcast. If you're new to the show, this is a long-form podcast where I sit down with guests and we just have a conversation. Now, these conversations are not scripted. They are raw and real. There's no editing. So wherever they go, they go. So hopefully you guys will enjoy the conversations as much as I know that I will. Today's episode is brought to you by nobody. Because let's be honest, nobody likes to hear ads. We all just put up with it because we think we have to. Well, you know what? I decided let's not do that for the time being and see how we get along. So let's get into what we all came here for, the actual episode. Okay, folks, we have a great treat for you today. We have another segment of American Honesty, and it's been a long time since we recorded one of these. And as always, for these segments, we have my two co-hosts, Mr. Andrew Hoffman and Mr. Jake Bible. And then joining us as well today is my good friend, Gerard Priepsi. And Gerard has been on once before, and we got a little bit into his background. And then now that we kind of did those kind of things, uh, we wanted to get him more onto some different kind of shows. And this is the one of the ones that we all wanted to talk about, is there was a shooting, a uh, police shooting, out uh, where the George Floyd trial was taking place. And obviously tensions were already kind of high there. So there was lots of stuff to talk about. We definitely talked about the shooting a little bit, not a ton. Mostly we got into police reform because no matter what side of the political aisle you are on right now, we can all agree that reform is needed. And I don't think that we're all going to necessarily agree on the kind of reform that is needed. Um, I certainly don't believe that abolishing the police is a good thing. I'm on the campus of wanting to give them more training, more support, um, more accountability through the uh, management and then up in through the politics instead of just pinning everything on the police officers and hanging them out to dry. That puts them in a horrible situation that is just going to lead to worse and worse police officers going into that field because all the good ones are going to be like, screw this, I'm out of here. Nonetheless, we got into some really interesting conversation or in some interesting topics. It was a great conversation. Hopefully you guys enjoy it as much as I know that we did recording it. So please, without any further ado, sit back, strap in, and enjoy our conversation. Greetings and welcome back to another episode of the Uncensored Humanity Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Hess, and today we have a special segment that we call American Honesty. And as always for these segments, I have my two co-hosts, my brother, Andrew Hoffman. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. And Jake Bible. What's up? And we also have a special guest back with us by popular demand, <laughs> uh, Gerard Priepsi. Ah, thank you very much, Matt. So, welcome back. It's good to have you back. Because uh, we definitely it. talked about it after you came on the first time. It was like, I'd love to have you back on. Definitely. Because you and I always have great conversations. But now, we have it with the boyos. I like this. So this, this is going to be fun. And we wanted to kind of kick this one off. And obviously, there's plenty of stuff to get into of what's going on in the culture. <laughs> but uh, recently, there was a police shooting of a gentleman... Uh, Dante Wright, if I understand correctly, and it was in Minneapolis. And there has been lots of um, unrest, I guess, with the uh, general population in that area. And I think a lot of that is because – wasn't there the trial for the uh, – Just yeah. ended, but they're going through deliberation, I That's think, correct. next week or That's something. Correct. And, that, and, that, and the trial was for the um, – oh, the gentleman who was the – Chauvin and George, George Floyd. Floyd. George Floyd, yeah. who was murdered by the police as well. Uh, that was – 
incredible to watch. It was like, I can't believe anybody let that happen. It, it is what it is. And we have, we've all talked about that sure, before. Sure. Let's not get into that again. It was, it was just ridiculous. So obviously tensions were already high in general. Correct. You know, and then this happened and it's just, things have gone kind of crazy. And honestly, I've been kind of living in my own little bubble recently. Uh, I've been kind of staying away from everything and I didn't even know about it. So like, I think what, once Andrew brought it up is like, Hey, Let's talk about this. I'd love to hear Gerard's thoughts on this as well. Let's let's all get together and do that. I was like, okay, well, I had to go and look and see kind of all what happened. So why don't why don't somebody break me down on kind of what they saw, what what really happened? We talking about the the most recent one. Yeah, with Dante Wright. Yeah, um, I guess yeah, just for you know the the the, the quick synopsis of it would be um, pulled over for originally there was a a, a rumor that it was for a. Um, air freshener. An air freshener. Yeah, that's dumb. not sure. Yeah, I think since then it's been debunked. Apparently, it could have been something, um, maybe expired tags. I yeah, think. something like yeah. that. He couldn't do with his tags. Yeah, correct. and um, you know, one thing leads to another, and and there is a what turns out to be a an accidental discharge at, at least at this point. But you know, that's what's going to be that's what's going to be tried in court. Um, but yeah, a police veteran, a, a woman, I think that from what Gerard said, you know, twenty six years. years. I heard negligence, not accidental discharge. Well, anymore. yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah, yeah that's those yeah. are legal terms. I guess an right. unintentional discharge yeah, is, right. is okay. at least the you know would be what you yep. could call it. But yeah, that's correct. that's where we are on that right there. Yeah, because uh, you guys brought that up, and obviously, I had no idea at all what was going on. Because again, I've been kind of living in my own little little hole, just kind of staying away from the world, which is hilarious. Um, so I had to look into it, and I was obviously. It was the same thing with like the, the Denver shooting that happened at that uh, grocery store. Mm-hmm. I started to look at some news outlets, and it's all just bullshit and propaganda and all sure. this kind of stuff. Like, oh, God, like, let me just find the truth. Just tell me what, what happened. So, Good luck searching for that. Well, I, I ended up yeah. finding the uh, police chief who came out and showed the body cam footage of what happened. Um, and then they just talked about it as a whole. Like, this is what happened at the, at the press release. Like, hey, I'm coming forward. This is just me being open and honest and truthful and, and transparent. And I watched that. And they said, again, like they said, they did pull him over for expired tags. A uh, police uh, officer went up there, got his name and number, realized that he had an outstanding warrant, warrant on Correct. him. So he called for backup. So the guy realizes, shit, I'm, I'm fucked. I'm in trouble. Correct. You know, and then they tried to arrest him and he fought and tried to get away and Unfortunately, the lady shot him, and she thought she was deploying her taser. That's correct. Because she said, taser, 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 shot him (laughs) once, and then he drove away, and she's like, holy shit, I shot him. Mm -hmm. Because she thought she was using her taser. taser. Yeah. So it was kind of crazy, and and I can understand why people are upset about it, because again, it's, you know, somebody in the community was shot when they probably shouldn't have been, you know, but in my mind, it's like, he knew he was getting arrested, he tried to escape. Like shit's gonna happen. It's like if you don't want to get shot at by the police, I'm sorry. Like, don't try to run. Like, just get arrested, get a lawyer, deal with it later. Yeah. You know? I think there's two ways of looking at this. And um, one, yes, he was definitely in the wrong. Okay, I think him taking away. But I think what the police could have done is they had all his information. They knew where he lived. His warrant wasn't for something dangerous like a felonious assault or rape or anything. Well, like it was that. it was assault with a deadly weapon. Yes, but they knew where he lived. Okay, they knew all that credentials to me let him take off you stay at his house you wait he pulls up you take care of him there you know they could have done it a certain way as well too is you know it's again i understand they were trying to apprehend him totally makes sense though but at that point when it's starting to get away from you part of you should have said 
Let me take a step back. Okay. Yes and no. And I understand where you're coming from, but in, in talking to a lot of police officers, if they're running back to their car, which is what he was doing, obviously he's trying to escape, get away. But you don't know if they're trying to get to a weapon and start shooting at you as well. I mean, so who knows? I mean, you're in that situation where you got you got seconds right. to make a decision. But you can back off. I thought I have a friend of mine who's a police officer as well, too. He goes, he goes I would have backed off. I would have backed off, pulled back. I said, I got his information. I'm going to call it ahead and say, hey, he lives at he resides in such and such place. Let's go there. Let's wait. He shows up. We take him there in force. Yeah, and that and that's definitely an option. Yeah, I, I I feel like I mean Matt, you're you know you're you are right. You know you are, and that's you know I guess that that talking point, which you know it, it, logically it's right in the sense you're right. Yeah, if you don't run from the cops, you're, you're not going to get. Although I've seen on video black people and white people get shot when they're not running. Correct. So it's not like you know just complying is the ticket to surviving because it's not in every case but i know what you're saying but i think what what gerard's saying is actually maybe going to be an extension of what you're already seeing in some major cities where they've outlawed you can't you can't pursue anymore there's you can't if a a suspect gets away and and, you know there's no more pursuing through neighborhoods or interstates because of the collateral damage like you're saying you let the person you, you continue the investigation from the point where he takes off you know you don't pursue I feel like that is going to be the next, when you're talking about reform, what could be real, tangible action here, what you could do, because there's always going to be shit cops, just like <laughs> we talked, there's there's a p- small percentage of any group of people you want to put together, you're going to have the shitty ones. Um, it just so happens the, the, these shitty ones yeah. happen to have guns yeah. and, and, and a power complex. Yeah. Um, Obviously not all of them. Oh, but no, 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 I'm talking about, about the shitty ones. Of course. Those shitty ones have That's access to the guns Correct. and the power. Um, Unfortunately, that's what draws a lot of those assholes to that profession. You know, again, like most most of cops, especially the ones that I know, like they're they're mostly good, hearty people. Well, yeah. Like the same as like the most of you meet well, in anything. Let me but, finish my thought real quick here, because what I what I was saying is what I think he, what I think this is going to. I think your tangible reform here is once there is a an attempted escape. You know, if there's no sign of a weapon at the time, you you back off, you call for backup, or you. You know, it's you use all the technology that you have Correct. to find this guy. Correct. You know, it's not you. You, you know, it's not going to be the end of the world. You 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 can you know when a guy's running away like that, he's you know, he's his his intent isn't to com- go commit another crime. You know, his intent is to escape. You kind of he's a he's he's you, you assume you have that. to look at him like a cornered animal. You know what I'm saying? Like that's. There, it's survival instinct, right? Yeah. But they've already seen instances where yeah. these things have happened so, over the last couple of years, where people actually Matt, have pulled weapons. Yeah, and out. I'm not that's saying why. If you're a cop, I don't want that yeah. position. Like, and, and that what call, you'll do, like, Matt, is if, if once that does, once I feel like that does get introduced, you will have people, probably a lot of police officers, say this is why that's unsafe. This is why it's not safe to right. let somebody. It's going to be that. a case by case basis. Exactly, that's how they're going to have to look. It's at always it. going to come yeah. down to discretion, Correct. and that's. Ultimately, but, you're expecting perfection. But Matt, you're yeah. going back to the police again, though. Too, it was funny. I was talking to good friends of mine. Says most professions you have to have a license for. I'll give you an example. As a professional engineer, you build a bridge. Bridge collapses. They're going to go after you. They're going to go after your licensure. They're going to get it revoked. Then they're going to strip you to the point you can't even work as an engineer anymore. Nurses are the same way. They had an issue. I think this is with the Dennis Quaid um, story with his kids. They had some kind of drug, and there were two different. Two vials looked the same, but they were two different drugs, and they made a mistake and gave the babies the wrong one. Well, what they found out through the hospital did a comprehensive investigation that they needed to change a 
completely change the look of the vial and the color of the other drug to make sure it was a complete difference. But the, the hospital, the, the nurse was put on leave. She actually was fired, lost her license. Okay. The, the hospital and the medical profession overall made a complete comprehensive change in that. So what, what my friend was saying is, is, first of all, cops should be licensed. Okay. And when something like this happened, there should be a comprehensive look. Okay. Can we change procedures? Can we do something different to hopefully mitigate situations like that in the future? And then when you have cops who commit wrongdoing, put them on a database so they can't just leave a department, quit, and go to the next department and get hired. Because you haven't solved the situation. You just took that element, took them out of that particular situation, and put that he or she into another element where they can do the same thing again. And I understand completely where you're coming from, but on the other side of that as well is if the police officers are abiding by their own policies and procedures, policy and procedures I'm okay with that. And, That's a different story. Yeah, exactly. It's like if they start to do those things, they run through those. Correct. It's like I, I, I try to side with police officers in these kind of situations as much as I can. Because, I do to a point. Because like we don't understand the kind of stress and stuff that they're in Correct. and uh, the kind of things that they have to face on a daily basis. And obviously, they don't have the training that they need to. Okay, then that goes into another point as oh, well, too. Oh, such so, a big point. There's a giant word here that umbrellas all this. It's called accountability. And we've talked to police officers before about this where like. If they're not getting it from the policies and procedure, if they're not getting it from a human standpoint on themselves or whoever the purpose that's running mm-hmm. from them, there's accountability in every single side of this. And it's like, how could we have changed these situations? Correct. I don't, I don't, unless we as humans start changing the way we do this stuff, I don't think we're going to see changes right now. No, I think the, the, the discussions we're having right now are important. Now, let's yeah. go back to what you yep. said, too. You're right. Highly stressful, just like the military, highly stressful. You're putting people in situations they never really had to deal with, okay? Then give them the psychological training. Also, then have people that they can go talk to and say, hey, I'm really having a tough time. And it's let them get that out because they're still human. Absolutely. At 30, they're still human, though. But police departments are sometimes less – some of these areas are not very well funded. They don't they're have, horribly funded. Yeah. They don't have yeah. training, real training for these people. Right. When you have a weapon, you, you deploy that and you kill somebody, that does something to your psyche. Yeah. When you kill somebody, that, you just killed someone. I took a human life. That does something to you. So you have to be able, in my opinion, and this is the federal government, everybody else, we got to put money aside for each department to have some kind of person to help them deal with these stresses. Because they come up with PTSD. This has been proven. Okay. You, you can't just throw them out there, here's a gun, and go do what you have to do. Oh, by the way, you screwed up. I'm out. I know a couple of police officers in Cleveland. I know very well. They talk about how internally it's all screwed up. Oh, yeah. We, we had Completely a podcast with a police officer from Cleveland. Well, yeah. fr- from that general area. Yeah, the general area. Yeah. And yeah. they told me stories about, my God, you just you have to see what's going on in there. It's a complete mess. Right. So, yeah. again, <coughs> we Pardon. have to sit down and really look at it overall. It's not just blaming the police. We have to look at society overall, but we need to discuss but, but this I, is the way to but do But I think this is one of the main issues is that you've, you've got, a, a, again, an officer who had lots of experience, mm-hmm. you know, 26 years on the mm-hmm. job, you know, probably not been in that specific situation hardly at all. Correct. I guarantee you they've not had the training to know how to deal yeah, with she it. she got real comfortable, like, you know, she, being there for a long exactly, time. Exactly. Like yeah. she, she, prob- mm-hmm. she thought she was doing the right thing, pulling out a taser, a non – well, a less – lethal weapon but she didn't under the stress didn't realize what she was doing i see that as as an accident but the real issue here is like 
everyone wants to now just hang her. And that's her fault. She's horrible. She's a, she's a murderer. She's this and that, whatever. And it's like, hold on a second. Where's, where's her leadership stepping up saying, no, 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 no. We didn't provide the training. This is our fault. We need to fix this. Yeah. I, I will say something else, though, too. And this could be controversial. Uh, I think this bring, is the point of the bring podcast. It on. <laughs> <laughs> I think to some police officers, there is a, they get afraid of black people. I really do believe that. I think to some degree. I don't think it's just police officers, honestly. It's yeah. people that are ignorant about anything. Exactly. Just, and I think they see. You fear what you don't know. You fear what you don't know. Yeah. And I think when they see black people sometimes, depending on how big they are or whatever, though, they get scared. Yeah, I mean, let, let me, let me, and I, obviously it's going to be ton, done completely anonymously, but I, I have a, a friend who is a, a police officer um, in a local department um, in, in one of the, um, um, I guess you would call it a, a metro area. <laughs> so uh, I asked, we, you know, we had some drinks. Um, we were having some drinks and, and I, and I noticed that he, he had, he drank a lot, you know, and, uh, unfortunately that's how a lot of people deal with stress. Well, and I just, so I was, you know, I, I, I had looked and I, we, we were talking about, you know, how, you know, he, the job was affecting him and, and he was, he admitted, he's like, he goes, man, he goes like, I'm no, he goes, I've drank, I started drinking a lot. My, you know, everybody I work with, they drink. So we started, you know, talk, I, I started asking some tough questions and I was like, I was like, you know, I said, be honest with me here. And, um, would you say that you're more or less, um, bias towards race since you've became a cop and he's been in the force probably for a dozen years. Um, and he was honest with me. He said to be completely honest. He goes, he goes, I'm, I am ashamed at how much more racist I've become, you know, unintentionally because of my day to day interactions with my community. And he goes, he's like, he's like, to be honest, he goes, I don't know how to, I don't know how to counter it right now. You know, he goes, I obviously he goes, I, I have, black officers and somebody friends with it's not an issue of being friends with black people it's an it's an issue of seeing a black person and automatically assuming being on your guard Mm -hmm. being going into defense mode correct you know all of a sudden he becomes the corner dog when he sees you know he so it's like he he feels like he's constantly in now he says now not only do i am i dealing with this this prejudice that like is just coming out as a result of my everyday interactions but at the same time um Shit, I can't remember what I was gonna say, but yeah, um, yeah, just he he feels like it's it. He doesn't know where to, like Gerard was saying, he doesn't. He, there's no outlet for it. You can't you can't go to like your well, the, superior. The real and say, issues, yeah, you can't. You yeah, can't admit. Hey, that. I'm yeah, yeah I'm yeah. you know I'm noticing that I'm, and now he's saying with all this stuff going on, he goes now also when I when I feel like I could I'm I'm approaching an issue, I'm getting a call where there's a weapon or something like that. First thing on my mind is if I have to shoot this guy. Is me, me and my force yeah, on me, yeah. me and my family are done. Like yeah. we're gonna, you know, like what? So it's like he, it, it's he, he's not. It's it's all compounding. It's all compounding anxiety and stress onto an already stressful job. Yeah, they're not, and that's the whole thing, though. That's a great point. Part of it again. It this way it stretches out any further. The community at large sometimes they're policing areas. They're just Let's speak up a little bit. They're policing areas. <laughs> they're policing. Is this better? Well, yeah. it just yeah. you, have, you have to kind of like more just project okay. your voice. So talk louder. You think you would in gotcha. like in the room here? Yeah, I think sometimes the police, like you said though, too, is they don't come across that way. But the daily interaction, the daily BS you're getting. Oh yeah, and you're constantly dealing with the same people over and over and over again because the courts can't deal with it because they don't know what to do. The society doesn't. 
know exactly what to do. They're stuck in these areas, and that's what they're dealing with on a day-to-day basis. It numbs you. Well, because people talk about how everybody's got a, the same shot and this and that, and it's all equal. And it's like, that's bullshit. No, it isn't. It is bullshit. It's not isn't, though. You go to some of these areas, these high-crime areas, and there's some good people in there, but because of their circumstances, they're stuck. Yeah. They got nowhere to go. It's like they, they have essentially two options. Like they, they can you know deal drugs to make money to support their family. Correct. Or you know, be be poverty. Like it's, it's it, it is what it is. Correct. It's like people think like, oh well they've got the chance to get out and they need to pull no, themselves up by simple. the bootstraps. It's like, not that simple. Like you are living in a dream world. Like it's ridiculous. I give you an example. I remember doing a job years ago where we hired a company, um, ex felons, and they were people that are trying to give them back on their feet. And they were like cleaning guys. And and I would sit there and they'd ask me questions. They go, Gerard, it was so hard for me to even find employment. I've changed. I screwed up when I was 14, 15 years old. I screwed up. I did a carjacking. Screwed up. Didn't kill anybody. I got time, real time. But that follows me no matter where I go. I said, I can't do anything about it. I've been a model citizen for 20 years. I'm checking with my PO all the time. I'm making sure everything's doing right. I'm trying to take care of my family. But the minute people see that little mark on my box, doesn't matter what I say afterwards. I'm done. Yeah. So how much? In fact, you have to check felons somewhere. Like yeah, in, in, yeah. Because you have to do that in you any have job to application. Do that, yeah. Right. And, and they don't even they don't even want to find out what it's about. Yeah. They now now you're discarded. Correct. They don't want to see the last 20 years or so. Model citizen, no issues ever. They just see that. Yeah. Out the window. Yep. Well, how, how much of this comes into the people that have actually gone to rallies or meetings or protests or whatever, where they want to see reform in the justice system, where nonviolent crime and stuff like that, where it's ruining somebody's life the rest of Correct. their life over something that it's stupid, possibly as a teenager, even. Correct. Yeah, not no, even no, a no. full adult until you're what? 30, 25, whatever. Well, like, they, they say your brain doesn't develop fully until 25. It's debatable on which human being we're talking about or whatever. Yeah, I, I know like, I still act like a five-year-old. So yeah, it's okay. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that's, what I mean. that's a great point, though. The, yeah. the, the, that's, those are the reforms you need to do. And until they do that, though, this is what you're doing. And you're, and you're telling the police officer, and this is what I hate about this, I support police, you're making them judge, jury. You have to, they, they have to do everything. You can't make them be a social worker. You can't make it. That's not what they're there for. Right. And they put them in such situations that when they screw up, though, well, you're on your own. Yeah, and that that becomes one of the biggest issues. Like, like Andrew was talking about with his buddy, who's like, if if I do deploy my weapon and have to defend myself, it's like I could be like out of a job. I could lose my house. Like my family could be poverty. Like it is like those things go through your mind that shouldn't happen. Like they need to be able to do their job confidently. Obviously, there needs to be policies and procedures that are good that they need to know how to follow. If they don't do that, then Obviously, we should take them to court and try them just like anybody else. Like, but I think we should hold needed, them accountable for their actions. But I think they'd be, they need to be a reassessment every year and making sure psychologically how they're doing. What issues are they going through with the drinking and all that, though? They really need to be a serious concern about the police officer I, and their well-being. I'm pretty sure the officer we had on here when you talked to Brett. Brent, officer Brett Brett. 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 About that kind of stuff. He also talked about the physical training as well, too, because well, yeah, he was they a need big to have proponent an assessment of that. where – they're mental, they're physical, whatever, and then you have some of the police officers that have just been on the force for however long. They're out of shape, they're out of touch. Correct. Maybe they've been complacent, which Correct. another guy we've had on your talks about all the time, and like, Correct. yeah, all these things where it's getting comfortable, and it's like, well, do you think that's adding into all this where it's ruining not just your profession, but whoever the person is you're after or whatever? Like, it's just making it worse Correct. for everybody. I mean, years ago, I'll tell you this. I'm not sure I ever told you this. So before I became an engineer. I actually went into law. I want to be a law, a police officer. And I actually went to a state agency in the state and went to an interview and went through the interview process. 
And it was like twelve hour interview with the uh, with the lieutenant, and the guy goes, "This is you're perfect. You're perfect. What we're looking for." And he was telling me all the different processes they go through, how they go through and screen you and everything. He says, "You know, you use your brain." He goes, "We want cops to use their brain." Yes. You know, you come into a situation that's usually already fueled. Your job is to defuse. Yeah, it. you got to de. Not to throw another Molotov oh, yeah. cocktail. Mm-hmm. You want to come down and just come. De-escalate. Yeah, de-escalate. You want to make sure you're you're checking your surroundings. You're you're registering everything that you see. But then try to de-escalate everything. That's what your role is. And then at times, this should be your last resort. This should not be your first resort. Absolutely. Okay. But the, but the problem is, unfortunately, a lot of different policies and procedures they handcuff them. They're like you, you do this, and then you do that, and then you do this. And like you, if you only have so many tools in your tool belt, you know, you're you're essentially going to get to deadly force quickly. Like whereas I've talked about this with some people, it's like. I think that they should be going through some sort of like martial arts training, uh, specifically like uh, maybe uh, some kickboxing, some boxing, some jujitsu, learning how to control people, you know, so that way you don't have to feel like you're so threatened. But that goes back to what he was saying too: is if you don't have some kind of physical standards, yes. these cops. But that's what we've actually heard shape. from a that's police huge. officer, though, and that's a thing where they said, "Well, we, we, we've heard that from Officer Brett. We've heard right. that from Agent Tom. But that's we, what we've I mean. Heard that from Ethan. The funding is not there. Freedom. You know, it's like the training's not there, and then the lack of that." Again, it comes back to the accountability of all these people that are in charge of this, the policies and procedures, whatever, down the ladder. When do we hold them accountable for not putting this on the officers? Because we don't want to see this kind of stuff anymore. Why don't we give them the training that's needed? Why don't we teach them what we need to teach them? Because that, that takes time and money. I know, and that's I know, something that I they know. don't have. Yeah, in the meantime, <laughs> I mean, what you have right now is just a huge powder. Keg. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, when when the police become the enemy, you know, and it's like when, you know, maybe somebody like Dante, right, who his first instinct is, man, all I see are people that look like me getting shot. I got to get out of here. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like the cops are already on the defensive. He's yeah. in his mind. He's got no trust for the police at all right now. Correct. You know, and so it's it's, it's only. Yeah, it's, it's something you're, has you're, to. Yeah, you're going a dangerous path yeah, right something now. Something has to change because I think we're heading down a real powder keg here. Where you're gonna, it, the spark is the spark is getting close to be really, really, really lit. Mm-hmm. Something's going to explode in this country, and I don't know what it's. It's, it's happening. Gonna happen. right? it's, it's happening in a couple cities right now. Yeah. I mean, it's and you something has to. You, you, we're already divided as a country as it is. Right. Okay. Completely divided. We got to figure out a way to pull back and goes. Let's have some serious reform. One, I think part of it, though, is a number of things. You have to really pay police officers real money until you get good people in there. If you're going to pay them 15 20 bucks an hour, you're not going to recruit decent people. No. Okay. You really need to pay the, the pay scaling to be up, though. You really need to get some really good people, like the FBI. When you go to the FBI, you have to have a college degree already. You have to have a degree in something. Okay. But you become an FBI agent, though, and you go through just rigorous types of training. The locals need the same thing. Again, Look what we're look you're living at right now. Maybe the the funding is not there. They need to put funding for that. <laughs> the feds need to put money aside for all these districts. I think we have eighteen thousand police eighteen thousand police um local um police um what's called um precincts precincts okay. in the country. You need to put money for all of them so they can really do some solid training and then have things in place to assess them on a year-to-year basis when they're having problems. So they're not going out drinking to numb themselves. That's what you drink for. You drink yourself to numb yourself from the pain and the crap you have to deal with. It's still there, but you're numbing yourself. Yeah, but again, like, where does that money come from? How does it happen? Who's in charge of these standards? Because right now, like, most of these, 
like local policies are just that they're they're local. They can come up with their own. Well, I think there's no the, like federal well, mandate. Look at, of, look at all the money that just went out in this COVID bill. I mean, look at all the. I mean, money millions of dollars, tens of millions for gender studies. I mean, you're gonna tell me that like, and, and that's a problem. Is the people in power right now, you know, or at least their supporters, they want to defund the police or abolish them altogether. But more so, you're hearing the defund, and it's like. We're talking, you need to fund the police, you know? Were you going to defund them and make them worse, well, make I think them less trained? I think what they're talking about the defunding is not defunding police, is the military the military. Okay, as far as like, now. okay, like the people uh, have, Yeah, giving them surplus, and, yeah. Okay. People are just, people have taken that and twisted it the wrong mm-hmm. way. I don't want to defund yeah. the police. I need the police. Right. What are you, crazy? Right. That's we, what, like, <laughs> we like having police. <laughs> that's what my friend <laughs> is saying. A lot of people tell me, like, yeah. most black people don't want the cops abolished because they 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 depend on them you know in their communities especially to keep if you them have safe. a community Correct. that's rougher and you have to Correct. deal with it but like they don't that, want to yeah. coming in there looking like you know stormtroopers right. and completely body armored yeah. up though because what happens is you look at the people more like enemy combatants you don't look at them as people anymore now you're looking at them as combatants though that puts you in a different mindset where where we are right now with what's going on with the the race stuff and the police officers and people getting caught when I, I thought something like this would have happened from Walter Scott Got shot in the back. Police officer placed a taser in his hand to make it look like he was resisting no. him. Not a guy that was high off his ass and whatever else happened. I don't know all this stuff about it, but when you see months later where there's a trial going on and you see all this stuff that's that's proven wrong or right or whatever it is, mm-hmm. and you go, well, that was different than what I originally heard for the last year. Correct. I've been defending Walter Scott since that happened, and nobody wants to jump on board that train or whatnot where that's the guy tried to make it look like he didn't shoot this guy in the back, like it was defense, mm-hmm. on dash cam, got caught putting a taser in the dude's hand after he was down or whatever, and like mm-hmm. nobody was up in arms about that. I Honestly, it's the first I've ever heard of it. it that was mine. years ago. Yeah. And like he I was running, ran around right. the fence or whatever in the, mm-hmm. someone's backyard or whatnot. The guy shot him in the back and then ran over and put the taser in his hand. And like Walter Scott was a black dude. The police officer shot him and then placed the whatever to try to fudge the crime scene. Mm-hmm. Nobody's been bitching about that. It's been all this stuff that that wasn't on the TV as long. That wasn't as many people because it wasn't caught on camera with 25 people out in the middle of a street like George Floyd's was. Correct. So, right. again, where does the accountability of these leaders, um, the media people, all these other things that we should have been raising hell over that years ago. Correct. Not... I mean, I'm not saying I don't want to raise hell over what's going on with the Floyd stuff either, but one thing... Well, been raising hell is different than right. taking to the streets and rioting. <laughs> But again, though, when people do that, though, it's usually the ones who are anarchists, and they're the ones who are looking for um, profit. Right, and you the, see people stealing stuff. That's not, how is that bringing anything yeah. back to George? Yeah, Floyd's they're not. They don't care about that. They're like, using yeah, that. that. They're using that as a means yeah. for profit. It's just an excuse to right. get themselves out in a situation exactly. where they can take they're advantage. Not part, of it. They're not part of the protest. They can no. care less right. about that. Exactly. The peaceful ones you see them walking down. Though they want to see tangible change. We, we were in they Lexington last that. year and saw a peaceful protest where they were actually shutting the street down so that nobody was having problems with vehicles coming through. They wouldn't let any car. Cars or traffic come through this main section of Lexington so mm-hmm. that they would stand out in front of the police station and they would do whatever protest they had. There was thousands of people there. Mm-hmm. That was peaceful. No one got shot. There wasn't crazy stuff going on. Businesses weren't getting looted mm-hmm. and burned and whatever else. And like, I, But I think part of it, though, too, until we all sit down and start having honest discussions, I don't care how you feel, but honest discussions. Don't cancel somebody. Oh, he's white. I want to hear I have to say BS. I want to hear what he has to say. Yeah, but I, I think... want to know what he's. No, but you have to know that because again, that's how you get past this stuff. Yeah, 
You have to have real dialogue. And again, it may be uncomfortable, but guess what? At least I know where my man stands. But the problem with that is, is I think that most people who react like that say, oh, well, they're white. I don't want to hear from them because Jake's just a white man. Screw him. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm pasty. Like, well, yeah. like, or like, oh, you're just a racist or a Nazi. Or like Correct. all these kind of things. Like those are just people who they can't explain why they believe what they believe. So they have to use like derogatory things to just discount your opinion Correct. altogether because Correct. again they can't sit down Correct. and have a discussion and just be able to leave it as hey you know what we agree to disagree i see things differently i respect your your point of view but i don't agree with that and just move on but the more dialogue you have the more so it goes you know he does make some good points or she does make some good points you'll, you'll be some you'll build, you'll build some respect yes you don't always have to agree because again you shouldn't agree with everybody with everything everybody of says. course not. that's bs but you can really, he can at least have some respect. Until we do that, though, in the media to me it's just horrible because for me they're just they throw fuel on the fire. <laughs> a lot of well, though the problem with the media is that their job is not to report the news; it's their job to make money. Oh, correct. So I they're totally doing agree. whatever they can to make money because correct. the media is dying. Nobody's oh, is. paying attention to that stuff. Again, like coming back to like that shooting in Colorado at the grocery store. Like I was looking into that, trying to figure out what happened. And all I found was just negative, like, anti-gun propaganda of, like, oh, I need to get rid of this and get rid of that so we don't have these mass shootings and all this kind of stuff. And, like, having people come on and talking about gun violence and this and that and everything else. Like, uh, I don't care about your opinion on those things. Like, just tell me what happened. Like, Correct. like I, I, just, just tell me the truth. I'll figure out what I believe. Don't. Don't try to like just but put again, your crap no, on me. There's there's very little investigative journalism anymore. We can look into, like you said though, too. Oh wow, I didn't realize that though. To like the Walter Scott. Oh, they didn't, when somebody really did the work and went through and looked, it goes, hey, this is not what really happened. Oh, we don't want to talk about that. Let's go to the next. Thing. And it hasn't been talked about for years, and that's what blows my mind is that something that tragic. The guy had some sort of a warrant or whatever as mm-hmm. well that caused the police to investigate once they ran his plates. But the fact that the officer just shot him put a taser in his hand on camera, mm-hmm. got caught. Oh, I think that guy's still in jail or prison for Good. as far as I know. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. But no one's talking about that. Correct. And I know this happened years ago, which is why we're not talking about it now. But like that, to me, just blows my mind that I'm not trying to blame this on just George Floyd himself. But again, with the accountability, if you're high off your ass, if you took a chunk out of a speedball, which is all being proven in court now, if your girlfriend says you've overdosed before, if all these things like... But the thing is that with the George Floyd, they had him down and yeah. they had him cuffed. Once you That's got somebody problem. restrained, yeah. then yeah. you're good. Right. I, I I I totally agree. Taking that person down, getting restrained, and then you can get off of them. Absolutely. They've, they've but, also they've also said that he the officer was was I think what's their uh, their what is the guy? He's a, a a force something or whatever use of force expert or something they had on them. Have you guys watched any of the trial or not much? Not. I see bits no. of it or I hear it off of Tim Cast, which is another podcast I listen to, but the, they talk about it in depth that they had a use of force expert on. I guess this guy was from L.A. or something or whatever, but he said that the officer was – he was able to use more force, but they were thinking maybe because he knew him, he didn't tase him, which is why he didn't use it. Again, I don't remember if it was proven or not. I didn't pay attention to the whole court trial thing, but he could have shot him with a taser. It's being speculated now. Well, you know what? I mean, a lot of this, a lot of these, uh, you know, uh, you know, looking back at like oh foresight or what, what even is being presented in court right now. Yeah. So much of it, so much of it is moot because, you know, once you see, I mean, you could see the video of this oh, going yeah. down before I, the media even got a chance to release their stories. You could watch, you right, could right. watch it happen. So at that point, it's like 
you don't need to be told anything else when you can when you can see what's going on. Yeah, there might be technicalities here and there, right. but you're not going to sway somebody who saw what they saw. Now, maybe you looked at that video and immediately came to the conclusion that George Floyd had it coming somehow. I don't know. No, but it, ha- but it changes your mind a little bit when you hear, oh, he knelt completely on his neck the entire time, and then you find through the trial like he was on his shoulder or his back half the time. It, the fact that he was on a man for nine minutes is wrong. That's, that's what I'm saying. All you got to do, is, all you gotta do is go back. And, if you're ever, if you're ever like, you can always go back and watch the video. You know right. what I'm saying? But, but my point, my point was more so towards like the media and the way we've perceived this for a year, where everyone's causing riots and whatever. Just like with the kid with the the native guy that ended up suing CNN because the kid was yeah, in yeah, the right. Yeah, you can say like, but, yeah, the, the court of public opinion is already yeah. held. Um, but the fact that we can put something on the TV, on the news, whatever, and then people see it, and within a week they go out and they tear down cities and whatever else, ruin someone's business who had nothing to do with it, somebody that had nothing to do with the shootings or whatever happened between that officer and whoever the person was. Now, people are getting their lives ruined because of what the news and the propaganda put out there. Like, that to me well, is a huge I, problem I would, as well. Well, I would say in this later. case, though, uh, to, more back to, to what I'm – I guess the point I was trying to make is – you know, it's when you can see the stuff, when you can see the video yourself now, when you can see it, um, you know, when and it's you, you don't really so much. Yeah, the media will reinforce, you know, whatever narrative it wants to reinforce. And but at the same time, like any anybody with anybody that has any any of their own sense, you know, it, it, you shouldn't need to rely on any type of outside. Now, you can get caught up in it. You know what I'm saying, and I think sometimes that's that's when you're seeing what these people are doing, the, the the rioters as opposed to the protesters. They are they're they're in it. You know, it's it's all personal gain. You know, well, that's but what Gerard said earlier, a lot of people are doing yeah, this for, this, so for whatever you guys. Talk they're about. not they're not tuning into the yeah. trial to be. Oh, yeah. so he was only on his shoulder blade, huh? Well, in that case, maybe we call it off for tonight. You know, that's that stuff's not going to happen. Right. The 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 toothpaste is already out of the tube there, and at the end of the day, it's like. Um, is could could this cop go to jail? Maybe when he technically maybe shouldn't. I don't know. I think he. My my point is the dude's guilt. The dude was guilty before he ever stepped foot in court. Right. Both in the court of public perception and you know by what happens with the trial doesn't necessarily change my mind hundred percent. It just it shows you that the facts that we've seen for a year and then all this stuff comes out a year later. We go, oh, well, that changed my mind even a little bit. Even if it's not what people thought for a year. So they let the rioting, the looting, the massive whatever. Yeah, you have to you have to assume that there's always you know, there's always when you when you when you're gonna dig into any situation, yeah. there's gonna be things that are gonna come up that are unexpected, things that might um, you know, change your perspective yeah. here or there. But you know, I'm not you, seeing that here. No, you're right. And the problem is though, as a black man, I don't I'm not as scared because my mother would always say, oh my God, watch yourself, watch your back, watch this, because mom, I'm not worried. I said, I don't tend to worry. I've been pulled over I've been pulled over by some really raunchy police officers. Don't give them a reason. But in my demeanor is like you're in control, you're in charge. I'm gonna give you the respect you want. And generally nine times out of ten I've never had a problem. Sometimes when you get out of ticket, hey Gerard, just have a good one. Get out of here. Slow down, take it easy. All right, it's not always the case. Right. I'm not going to come off and mouth off on them. I'm not going, but that's an extreme. That's a rare circumstance. But that's not just a, a black and white thing. That's people that are idiots. Correct. I've seen people or friends of mine do that, and I'm like, you're a dumb motherfucker. Yeah. Because then don't they don't. get in trouble, and then they go, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm like, I know what you did. You probably should have gotten in trouble for that, and he did. Correct. So like, why'd you mouth off to him? Why'd but you? the police in general, like you talked about the inferiority complex or people getting into the, there's a lot that has to change. And again, not all black people see it the same way. A lot of them 
see that goes it's a police against us and it's like you know i, I i'm gonna lose either way it doesn't matter if it goes to trial they're going he's gonna get off or she's gonna get off they'll get a light sentence nothing really happens to them it's rare it's very rare and actually you can go back it's very rare for a police officer to be prosecuted and put in jail for the most part it's very rare it doesn't happen that often they usually are get let off for well they were you know their lives were, they thought they were in danger that's more than enough or they were kind of following policies and procedures or too. there's always some kind of technicality that gets them off so people look at it it was the justice you know i'm not saying they're always correct but some people don't see they don't they don't get any justice you know that person's gone I, I ain't getting my son back or my daughter back regardless it's like the knock knock ones with brianna taylor you know somebody broke in your house <laughs> and somebody's coming in there you're gonna pull if you had a weapon you're gonna pull it out absolutely you don't well, know who what it is, he though. did was right though is shoot at people breaking into his house correct like, what she did was a, correct so yeah, but the again boyfriend the boyfriend yeah, yeah. yeah so i don't blame them not knock whoever came up with knock knock warrants was a joke they actually had a guy who came up with that and says that's the worst thing i ever came up with I wish I'd never come up with this. Now, is that knock, a knock, police knock. chief or is that a, no, a legislative? No, it was a legislative so person. we need to put accountability yet again, and we don't hold these people accountable, and that's what I'd hate. Correct. So that police officer shot because somebody pulled a weapon on him. I don't blame him. But at that point, you're in bed. You're woken up. You see people in black clothing and guns. I don't know who that is. Yeah, I'm going to pull out my gun. Yeah, if somebody breaks into my house in the middle of the night, I, I can assume that they're not there to borrow a cup of sugar. Correct. Right. You know? Correct. But that one, that's another big one, though, too, because they're not now they've abolished knock-knock warrants in some areas. Not all of them have. I said, what do you mean not all of them? I said, you're going to have this happen again now. You're going to break into the wrong, and they broke into the wrong house. Sometimes they, sometimes they break into the wrong house and this happens. Yeah, if you talk to cops, it absolutely happens quite a bit. They get either bad intel or whatever mm-hmm. happens. They, they don't do their due diligence and mm-hmm. try to figure things out, and they'll break into the wrong person's house. They think they're going to get a crackdown, mm-hmm. and instead they get Correct. like the, the nice neighbor next door. Correct. And and they just pull they pull out a shotgun. It's like, holy hell, there's people breaking into my house. They, they say they're police, but how do I know they're police? I don't know Again, that. Again, police officers are just – they're used – they're they're in such a no win situation, oh, yeah. so many degrees, and the training's not there. Like you said, the funding's not there. They're not looking out for their well being. It's just not there for them. I said, what do you expect? And then now you're seeing people on a, in droves leaving law enforcement. Goes, I'm done. Yeah, anybody who's like, <laughs> I'm done. I, I hate to say it, the ones who. We want to stay are probably leaving because oh, yeah, they're, they're done. seeing the writing on the wall like fuck this. <laughs> exactly. and, and unfortunately, it's gonna it's gonna pull in the people who we don't want to be police Correct. officers, who want the power, who who want to do all those kind of horrible things to people and get away with it. And it's like we're we're losing some of the best officers we have. I mean, you you see it all the time, like all over the country right now. Last like year, yeah. year and a I half. I mean, not even losing them. Like recruitment, I guess, was down just like eighty percent just in Ohio alone. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So, oh yeah. yeah you're talking they, about people that even want the job. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. what happens? Anybody who's saying is like, fuck that. Yeah. Right so now. what you're doing now is you're lowering the standards. Yep. You're going to lower the standards yep. to fill that vacancy. Well, by lowering the standards, though, you're going to overlook some of the problems they have. You're going to overlook some of the behavioral yeah. you need issues bodies. they have. Though. Yeah. I just need bodies. So now you could give him a badge and a gun to go out there and do whatever. I'm like, hey, I mean, I can do whatever I want now. I'm in charge. <laughs> so, so what do we do as individuals here to to stop all this or make a change or whatever? To like, us, what, we, what? We, we push our legislative bodies. You start putting money towards that. You've got to put money towards that. You know, like you said, though, the last the, the last stimulus package we got gender studies and all that, or we're sending you know five hundred million dollars to you know Iran or mm-hmm. whoever else though too. Yeah, I understand those people have problems though. But we got real needs yeah. here. 
I said, we need to put money. Obviously, when they want the money, they can find the money to do whatever they want. Put the money towards that and really respect, change that. Some people don't like putting America first in this country anymore. And then also, too, with the oversight, you make it a combination of people like you and I who are not appointed by the mayor, people who are elected beyond oversight committees. That way they can look at the information. Because when you're elected by a mayor, you're kind of beholden that person. So if the police and the mayor is looking at financially, this could hurt my city. Hey, Jake, hey, Matt, you know, maybe you look at it a little different way, though, too. This could really affect us. You know, you, you elect people to these oversight boards on a two-year basis, whatever you want, though, too, so they can look at it non-part, um, look at it impartially and make a real decision. Yeah, but you who see, would you trust to do that nowadays? Well, that's, step one is you got to be able to have a good faith argument. You got to be able to have good faith debates right now, and that's and that's that's the mountain we have to climb Correct. first is – when you you've got when you have arguments being made that are they're not based in data and actual data based they're based on emotion um, on both sides um, it's you're you're not going to be able to get to any type of like joint conclusion is okay this is how we progress with law enforcement in this country because you're gonna you've got you're you're, you're not going to be debating the same things you're going to have some people that want you know either you know the police stripped down to nothing and then you know, you're going to have the police, they're going to have, they're going to be able to just give you all these endless reasons on why they can't do these things that we're asking them to do because they've got, the, you know, they're, they're by nature authoritative people. They're not going to give it up if they feel like they're, if they feel like their lives are going to be in jeopardy, they'll just quit. They'll walk away, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so until we're able to have a good faith argument and a debate about that, um, it's going to basically just be two two sides screaming at each other, and whatever side happens to be in power at at that time, you know, maybe politically, who knows? I mean, I don't even know what I mean because you know when 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 Trump was in office, what the hell did he do for cops? Nothing. I mean, well, you really know, what I'm saying? didn't do anything. Yeah, I mean, what did he, he do? Didn't do anything. So it's like even it, it is it up to us as a community. If it is, then I I have to admit that I don't have the highest amount of faith in getting anything done right now. It just yeah, so people are so dug in. In that light, you and Matt talked last time about you helping out in the community, doing the Big Brothers Big Sisters stuff, yes. whatever. Like I'm actually involved with. I have a meeting with the lady for somewhere in my community to do that kind of stuff. I want to get into the bigger cities and do it too. Mm-hmm. But how much of that do you think would help with us starting to? Get the good faith arguments it would help or discussions a, it would help or whatever. Because, because somebody, when you come into someone's community where you don't look like them, but then you see you're helping them or whatever else, do you think that really will help? With it that? will change. Okay. They go. He, he didn't have to. He didn't have to come to my community. Right. He's willing to help. He wants to make an energy. You know what though? By golly, I'm going to sit down and listen to him because he's willing to actually sit down and take time out of his life. He doesn't have to be here. Right. He lives completely somewhere different though, but he wants to make a change. That's how it starts. It it could be incremental, but that's how it starts. But like you said, everybody's so dug in right now. We got to start breaking that because otherwise, this powder keg is going to explode. But that, but I think that's the real issue here. Is like we're talking about change on a community level. Mm-hmm. Like it starts with us, literally the four of us right here. Like we can make a difference just by even first of all having this conversation in the first place, you know. But second of all, it's like right now everybody else wants the government to fix this. They want somebody else to do that. Like oh the 
the Democrats need to do this, or the Republicans need to do that, or whatever. Like they want blame someone but else. People have somewhere to be. Else. People have to start getting involved. Everybody. That's the thing. It affects is that, everybody. It's is not that, just your community. It affects everybody. Yeah, we all, we all need to put our differences aside and come Correct. together as communities, and then again, help govern our own. Correct. That's the whole idea. And I think that one of the big issues right here, especially with police officers, is the fact that you've got you've got these like the shooting happened with Dante right, and like. There's protests and stuff going on like that same day. It's like, wait a second. Like, the truth will come out. The trial's going to happen. Like, let the system do what the system does. But the problem is, I think people who are protesting are so tired of it though, because we've heard they've heard that over and oh, over yeah. again. And because they're the they're system, seeing that man. the system isn't doing what it needs yeah. to do. But again, because like, like you said about the mayor Gerard, it's like if the mayor is elected, mm-hmm. they want to get reelected. They don't Correct. care about doing the right thing because that's going to upset people. They want to make sure that they're liked so they get reelected. So Correct. they're usually cowards. They won't stand for anything because, again, right now, especially these days, like we're going to get so much hate just for saying the things we're saying on here because no matter who you talk to, sure. half of the population is going to hate what we're saying. Correct. No matter what it is. Correct. It is what it is. But the thing is, it's like I look at it, it's simply, it's you need to stand up for what's right, do the right thing, and just let the... Chips fall yeah. where they may. If somebody hates but, you for it, what, it is what it but is. But again, there needs to be an overall change in how policing is done, and we need to look at it overall. And it's when it's not just a money issue, not just a, um, a f- use of um, force. Is how we treat these people, how they're viewed. Like you said, how they're viewing people in the community. You know, are they afraid? You know, you come in, you're not, you have no bias towards anybody, but you're dealing with the same people all the time, and you start becoming prejudiced to them. Not because you want to, because, oh, my God, I've had to deal with this. You've seen it, yeah. You've seen it. Yeah. You're not helping these police officers out. You're not giving them the psychological tools to help them deal with it, though, and be able to decompress All right, so, away. so let's say the four of us were to run for office together collectively as a panel. We, we were elected the Grand Poobahs of Ohio, okay? So we are now in control of all of Ohio. So just the state that we live in, and we can make changes like here. Like, what do we do for police reform? For police reform? Yeah. What do we do to fix the problem? I would a lot more time to training, first off. Okay. So we need to pull more funding, yeah. obviously, because we need more training. We have – so if you pay attention to this stuff and you listen to De- DeWine when he did his press conferences and stuff, and he talked about even through the pandemic last year, the reserves that Ohio has for money that they haven't used for things. Because we need a fund. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've got rainy day fun, and we're seeing problems in other states throughout this country, whatever. Let's put some of that, not all of it, not a huge chunk of it, whatever. We'll do the politicking and figure out which which allotment we can set aside. Mm-hmm. Start throwing that, even if it's a little bit, towards extra training, extra time, and something. Part of it, another thing I would do, though, too, is start going to communities where are affected, though, and start bringing yeah. people in and start saying, how do we change this? I need we need your help and input as well too. Not on the emotional side, but we need you to give us some tangible things that you can see could make help work. Yeah, what do you want to see Correct. change? Or what because like seen? like Andrew says, when you're already when you when you're stuck on emotion, you don't want to deal in facts though. You're already going down another rat hole. It's hard to deal with that person. You need to go with the facts, and then you start working with the community and really start making change. You know, people say, well, we want the community, we want the police to, to reflect the community. Well, okay, but also, you, are we are we are we getting good people out of there? Are we getting good training out of these people as well too? 
Now, that's what we need to do. Again, it's not going to, for the four poobahs, it's not going to happen in four to six years. No, it's going to take time. It's going to take time, but you have to, people have to see that change. You know, I think that's what we need to do. Um, yeah, it, and I guess I would say this is not knowing entirely what we already do, because I'm sure that every every local precinct maybe offers, who, who knows, I don't know what they have, but as far as training exercises and what their policies are. But oh, I guess, you know, first and foremost, you know, I think you need some type of, um, I don't know, psychological refuge for police officers, something other than, you know, the local chapter where you can go and get hammered after work and then go home, you know, and that's the, that's the end of it. You know, I think you need some type of, you know, ongoing type of evaluation thing and some type of um, some type of way to integrate integrate <clears throat> police officers more into the community to um, kind of break this. And like Gerard said, it's going to be a slow process, but you need to break this cycle or this, um, you know, this authoritative uh, a power, and I call it like a power fantasy. I mean, look, I know that like there are obviously cops out there who they they like to. They want to serve their community. They're genuine. They're good people, and they want to serve. I'll bet you that's a very high percentage. And it is. But I would also argue that that doesn't make you immune from becoming a person who, once you once you live, you know that type of once you have that a type of authority for so long, I mean, I think that can that starts to change a person. Even if that person's a, an inherently good person, you know, for for what it's worth. Um, that that type of having that type of authority and doing and having to exercise that authority over such a long period of time changes a person mentally to where they be, could become much more liable to snap in the future just because they're so used to that lifestyle of authority and um, almost a separation of an us versus them. It's the cops versus the community. Instead, you know, do I have a solution on how to do that? I mean. I think we try to. Do, I think we're trying to do our best right now. Is when it comes to celebrating law enforcement. I mean, you know, think of every sporting event you go to, and they put any type of like military or law enforcement on the screen. Everybody goes wild because it's, it's like, oh, it's you know, our our you, first responders, served. and you, you know, served, yeah. I, it's like I feel like we try to do as much as possible with the word service as far as you know, kissing the collective butt of of first responders and military and police, and um, but. You know, it some sometimes makes me wonder if that does nothing but embolden this position of us versus them. Where yeah, but I don't they're, know because they're revered and respected, and I'll bet you a lot more firefighters get praise from their community than police officers do. Well, I mean, I yeah, I, they don't walk around carrying guns. Yeah, for it, one. but That's you, you know, obviously the they're thoughts, not. You know, it's not like it's just going to be like you know they're they're done in in and let's be honest. These when you look at a sporting event, who's in the crowd? Even at an NBA game, it's it's ninety percent white people. So of course, white people love their. We love our military and we love our first responders and police and stuff like that, and love to let you know where it's like. A lot of times now, you're seeing people of color now speak out more on like, um, oh hey, you know, I, I had seen something on Twitter about um, uh, it was some somebody that was being celebrated at a sporting event, and somebody was chiming in like, hey, like here's some things you don't know about this guy. Let me tell you what I know about this guy and like how this guy, like this guy isn't who you think he is. He's not just because he's in the military doesn't automatically make him worthy of praise. So I think we do, we fetishize, we fetishize 
fet yeah fetishized. fantasized <laughs> fantasized or you yeah, know, know or, or you know <laughs> yeah. we have a fetish for these people in yeah. authority and um yeah yeah you know is I mean, it authority or service because I. I, I really truly appreciate no, no, it's, it's, people that do yeah, serve that I is. haven't it done. The, the job itself, well. it is a like, service I, job. They yeah. are serving their community. Correct. Are they serving it effectively? Right. You know, that's a good question. That's yeah. depends on what community you're in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, you're going to get two different answers yeah. depending on who you're asking. But you go back again, though. When you have power, you've heard the term "power corrupts." Absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When you start feeling you have the power, then you start becoming more emboldened. It's easier to start pushing a line. Because then you go, yeah, you're doing the right thing. Then you go, you push a little bit, a little bit more, a little bit more. Next thing you know, you're like, oh, my God, I've really crossed over. But you still think you're doing the right thing because you have that power. Well, that happens in jobs, you know. too. You yeah, see and your, and your, your boss doesn't have yeah. a gun on his hip and whatever and else. And whatever you and, do yeah, is so going to be, you know, it's going to be backed up by your by your colleagues. Yeah. You know, you guys have, and it, that's why they say it's a brotherhood. You know, it's, you've, it's very, it's very, um, another thing I talked to my friend about and, um, you know, and he, sometimes he gets mad at me when I ask him his questions. He's like, man, what are you, are you like getting all your police news off of like, you know, Twitter? Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> like, and I'm just like, but I, I ask him these questions. I just feel like I just want to know. But like, and I'm, I'm like, you know, do you have you do you, do you know, like, have you ever covered for an officer? Have you ever witnessed anything like that? Have you ever have you ever seen? Have you ever been covered for? And, you know, his answer is yes. His answer is, is, is you know, there are times where, you know, things are done that are against the book, but, you know, at the end of the day, we have, you know, if it's not, you know, if it's not something egregious, you know, that now with, with body cams, obviously you see less of it sometimes, but, you know, I mean. But it's hard because they need them, you know, like I was telling them, you need them to, to back you them up, also, back them yeah, up. Yeah. So if he's crappy, yeah, he's crappy, but he may, if I get in a situation, yeah, he may be the only one's going to respond. Exactly. If he knows you ratted on him, which probably was the right thing to do or really reported him, and I go, yeah, I'm going to take my time on yeah. this one. Like, if you go tell, like, hey, if you go tell, like, you know, I and think so-and-so yeah. got, like, you know, <clears throat> I think if you, you know, go to a superior and be like, hey, I think Jimmy's got a, he's got a problem with drinking. Like, he was, I could tell he was drunk the other day when he, when he came in. You know, you don't want to be that guy ratting him out. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Because, you, like Gerard was saying, you're going to need, you might need him one day. You're going to need him. And, uh, you know, you might need him in your corner. Correct. And once you get that reputation, and he, so even though you did the right thing, and even though maybe what you did was you might protect somebody by keeping a you know somebody with a substance abuse problem off the streets, mm -hmm. at what expense? Your own career, your friends. Correct. Yeah, but how much is of that is it? just uh, the culture, like the lack of leadership to say, hey, this is what we do. We do the right thing no matter the cost. And it's every man for himself. It's every man for himself. It's tri yeah. you, you get to be. It's tribalism. You're gonna protect your tribe. Mm -hmm. And to them, that's their drive. Just like no different. You know, you're gonna protect your drive. It's funny how much that word comes up when we talk about this I mean, stuff. It's a whole podcast every, every on time. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah tribalism. Yeah. That's really human is. nature, sir. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yep. You you're gonna take, protect your tribe. And again, to police look at them as, as us again. Like you brought up a great point, Andy. Us against them, and that's what they're looking at it. They're fighting. They're coming against us. They're coming after us. We gotta hold our own. We have to protect the the blue shield. Mm -hmm. You know what? Well, we got some deficiencies. Now we'll deal with that internally. That's our own problem. But we can't let them come in there and do what we want them to do. How, out of the four poobahs sitting here, how many can honestly say they don't want to be part of a tribe? Because I honestly don't. I don't like being 
Well, I mean, it's segregated and stuff like that. I really no, don't. I, don't. I can't stand that. I, I I've been part of a team my entire life well, playing sports or whatever else. Like, I just look at life like that. Way, I guess I would say this. I mean, there's, and if you listen to, I think the last solo cast that Matt and I did, we talked about this quite a bit. The difference, you know, you've got your tribalism and then, you know, your individualism and your collectivism. And I, I feel like every, you need everything. And, 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 and we have, and if you look at it, you do, you have your own personal battle with yourself. You have that. Right your individual experience in life. You have your tribe too. And maybe your tribe is just you and Ange. Maybe that's what it is, but you've got your, you have your inner circle, call it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then you've got, you know, your, you know, people now say what you want, but like when you're in the majority, like white people are, you know, you, you don't really think of like, well, us white people, we're a, we're a collective group, you know, because we're just, you know, we're everywhere. We don't, we we're you know, we, we kind of have our way everywhere because oh, black people have the same problems too you know if you don't if you if you don't conform to that group you're considered an uncle tom exactly and that's what you i'm know? saying when you've got a smaller <laughs> you have a smaller community yeah. like like right. a, like a black like the black community it's you're gonna get you're gonna find the, the outliers the people that don't fall in line the fa- don't fall Correct. in rank with oh how you voting you know how Correct. what do you say about this issue what do you say about that issue and, right. and like gerard said yeah if you if you fall on the wrong side of that i mean shit i watched little wayne get called a coon on twitter because he took a a picture with Donald Trump. And I'm like, this is fucking little Wayne. Like, <laughs> so it's like, right. there's nobody's sacred, yeah, you know, it's like right. nobody. And that is, so you do have that tribalism in that sense. But you know, when you're talking about like, as you know, a collective, that's when you start to get, you know, tribe button up against tribe, button up against tribe. Still figuring out how to deal with that right now. And that's, that's what I, that's what I feel. And I think I, and I talked to Matt about that's <clears throat> the ongoing issue we're going to have as society progresses. And that is, Never before in human history have we tried something like this. We've always walled our countries off, walled our kingdoms off. We had our, you know, and then we would go and conquer and then we would absorb. Mm-hmm. That's how it's been. And now all of a sudden in the last two, three, 300 years, we decided, hey, pri- the only way forward is let's try to like, let's bleed all this stuff together. It's not working so far. And cool. there's, and it's because on a long, you have to, it's going to take time to figure it out. And when you're talking human history, you know, thousands of years prior, who knows what the future is? We've done it in such yeah, a short time. It's, it, yeah, it, it might right. take a hundred years to figure this out, but yeah. that's going to be a negligible amount of time if you look at you know a long enough timeline. Totally. Agree. But it's that's where you're at right now. You're in a position where, as a species, we're trying something new, whether intentionally or just the way it's all shaken out. Not working so far, and I'm not sure how. I'm not sure how we figure it out. It's it's the, it's the little steps that we take. You're right. It's the little <clears> steps, and again, we're gonna struggle. This is gonna be this is gonna be way past when we're around. It's gonna be our grandkids, our great grandkids. Hopefully, things get better. But it's these little incremental things we have to do. People want a massive change right now. It's just not gonna happen. It's just not. It's so not. It's not saying saying work. be good people and making a hat that says make conversation great again, like you were saying, the good faith based conversations, discussions, or whatever, like. We really do honestly have to start with these baby steps. We talked about it with what Brian Carpenter when he was on. We've talked about baby steps and simplicity and simple things multiple mm-hmm. times. And like, do the four poobahs need to start this in Ohio? Do we need to actually make a push? Does there have to be something to how, – how do we do this where we literally make a huge change just by trying to get people to start doing this more? Yeah, I think there are groups out there – can't say it a million yeah, times. They're not going to yeah, make think, people do that. I think there are groups trying to do that. You try to help reinforce those groups. Right. There are groups trying to bring people together. I don't care who. Have the dialogue, the town hall meetings, whatever, and try to bring it up there. Not everybody's going to come. 
But in time, you're going to get a little bit more, a little bit more. But try to support the ones. There are groups doing it. I belong to leadership in the county that I live in, and we do discussions that matter on a national level where we do the Zoom call, whatever date is set in time, and it's like an hour, hour and a half. But you go into your – sometimes you go into your each – your separate rooms where you can have a room of eight people, and whatever the topic is for that room, you can jump into it, and then you guys start having that conversation. Jake, I got to ask you a question, man, since we're on this topic. Yeah, go for it. And this is in no way meant to discredit anything. Okay. I, I am just genuinely curious. Yeah. Out of all this leadership stuff you've done, what's one? <clears throat> give me an example of a tangible change that's been made in the community. So the lady that runs it, Pull she up, just touch gave it. me these informations and these things that I'm getting involved with now. And it's the family center. Let's make a difference. And then MC Powell, which is a thing to do with the Montville police officers and whatnot. You can actually go around people in your community in your county or whatnot and you can learn so like the family center that i'm actually having a meeting next week i think is to do like you said the big brothers and big sisters thing in lodi because that's around where i live okay you can actually sit down and help out with people that don't have the parents in their life or whatnot which i think you guys talked about before we've talked about many times where i can actually have discussions i can help them out i can take them out and show them something i can play a sport with them throw a football with them whatever else things that they might not have in their life that's the kind of changes that I, as one person, can do. Yeah. My wife's getting involved with it eventually, too, and she's got to figure out all this stuff with her work schedules and things like that. But it's like, these are the small things that we're trying to do. I heard you talk about how much you wanted to do it before, Gerard. And, like, I'm young enough yes. now. I don't want to be in my 50s or my 60s later on in my life and go, I should have done it. Correct. Because people in my family haven't. I'm trying to make that push to do it myself. I applaud you for that. I, I 100% huge. love people when I say that. And this is what I'm trying to do, even just in my community, let alone the bigger cities. Like I said, we've had family members go out and volunteer and do stuff in Cleveland where they're donating food or doing whatever on Thanksgiving and things like that, where it's out of volunteer stuff. And like, that's the little stupid small things like that, that how many people will actually talk about it, but not literally do these things. Yeah, I have the websites to make these changes and do these things, have these discussions with people, sit down and have these talks. I join these groups and volunteer for a reason because I truly want to help people. When I got in a car accident a long time ago, I got helped by so many people while I was laid up in a hospital bed for months on end. I want to give back and help people around the state of Ohio. Honestly, what I'm trying to do. So I have but websites I also, here. I also I see Andrew's stuff, like, point here is that you see a lot of people that get together and they talk about these kind of things and what do we need to do and this and that and yada, 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 but then right. nothing ever comes of it. Well, that's why I'm trying to yeah, yeah, volunteer no, my time. Yeah, he's, he's not talking about you specifically. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say that was my – no, that was – I wasn't trying to make a point there. I, oh, was okay. just genu- I was just genuinely asking because, you know, I, and just to be completely transparent, like and I, yeah. and I know like there are, you know, special people in the world that, that inspire change. I'm not one. I don't feel like I'm one of those people. You know what I'm saying? Like I, if you know, to be completely transparent, if you're going to tell me to go out and try to make a difference in my community, I'm probably just going to. But you I'm said pro- you already have. You said you protested with your friends <coughs> down at the square. Well, before and like that yeah, was. I, I mean, I, maybe I guess. I mean, maybe I'm not. That's something totally simple though. Myself, yeah, but that's like simple. I'm not the type of person that's going to go and, um. I don't know. I guess expend a lot of energy. I feel trying to change people's minds, and 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 not and that's I and I know that like the if if everyone in the world were like me, right. we would be nowhere because there would be nobody out there making that change. We all be in Vegas, you know. I, I, I have. <laughs> I just got back from Vegas a few weeks ago. All right, it's a low <laughs> No, it's a good. Yeah, I know what he likes. Okay. Um, it's a good but, time. You know, I, I guess all that to say is like, you know, we talk about. 
getting out there and making change. And in my mind, I just, you know, I have a, I don't know, maybe it's a defeatist attitude, just like the, the, the cat's out of the bag. You yeah. know, I guess I feel like I know that I can be respectful and I can listen to everybody I encounter. Yeah. I can control that, but I'm not going to go, you know, at, to the a city hall meeting and, and, you know, talk about. You don't, you don't have to go to that. Things, or, or I'm just talking about anything. Have you helped out at a food pantry ever? Um, Volunteered on Thanksgiving for something like that not, ever? No. Okay. See, that's no. a st- stupid small thing that it takes a couple hours or whatever, yeah. but you're, you're making a difference. When we go out kayaking, well, okay, yeah. we clean up the garbage at a lake. Yeah, or wherever yeah. I guess we're I'm in. talking more. That's a super yeah. small thing, but as a my business, we do my I do through right, my business right. sponsor a lot of community things. I'm talking about personal, right. like going out there trying to trying to make uh, change, trying to be you know trying to be a leader for right. for a lack of a little word, lack of a better word. It's like, um, yeah, to me it feels like it's not. It's just no way to be fruitful with it right now. But I also say that knowing full well that there are people that go out there and do it and make real change, and there are people that benefit from those people going out and doing that. Um, and I, I admire those people. I wish part a part of me wishes that I was one of them, like that I had that like I guess that zeal to you know get out there and and maybe you know put put boots on the ground and do some of the work. Um, I just feel now I feel like most of the people are like me. You know, I think most of the people are do like to sit back and watch what you know the the what you know the talented people are doing and thank, you, you like watching yeah. returning the favor you just don't want to participate it's it's not that's not <laughs> not wanting to participate oh. it's it's just like it it feels like it's you know you feel what you put in is not going to be valued yeah like you're not yeah exactly not like gonna, no one's going to go okay look what yeah you did or whatever though too okay but, but what you're saying is the little stuff is what matters yeah and i yeah. And, and exactly and yeah. i and I'm i know gui- that i'm guilty of yeah. it as well too that's what i told him I, that's my right. biggest regret as my sons get older my one son's already out i have another one younger i'm trying to help out. i am going to reach out i am going to start talking to people right i have gone to high schools before and talked in front of young black men right this is hey guys this is another route it's not all about sports. It's not all about this, how many so, of us at this table can know? say we've done that right there. That's that's insanely <laughs> crazy, know, though. I, mean, I have never gone to high school and talked to black children. I'll admit that. <laughs> no, no, I've but I mean, <laughs> but I, we've had guys come in for I'm football put that on the list. and give us speeches before football games and stuff like that, and like even something simple like that. Yeah, I mean, I that's enjoy, doing something. And I though. enjoy doing that because one, I don't have all the answers, but you know, my parents were immigrants. I said, hey, you know. To be a good person, you want to go out. And you, when you're a good person, you want to go out and try to get, let people know why you're a good person. Right. Now, I have my faults and failings. I have, we all fight with that. That's stuff. human. All, yeah. That's human nature. But you can be better. Don't don't let society tell you this is what you have to be. You can do this. You can do that. You know, get an education. Get smart. Get active in your community. You right. know, just don't take, take, take. Also, give a little. We're we're good at taking. A lot of us are very good at taking. Not giving. <laughs> that seems to be the the big issue. Is that again? Everybody else wants somebody else to fix Correct. their problems instead of wanting to go do it themselves. Correct. Correct. But again, it's a societal thing. It's not just you know. I'm not going to sit back here with all the racial issues we have. All oh, white people have to look at this, and I, I think they have some things to look at as well too. But in our backyard, we need to clean up some things as well though too. You know, we need to come together and talk and have these uncomfortable conversations. So, and sometimes these uncomfortable conversations may make minute changes and somebody's head goes 
Yeah, I never thought about that that way, though. And maybe try to do something nice. Maybe try to volunteer once in a while and do that, though. That might spark that. It's not going to happen instantaneously. Again, like these kind of changes take most likely decades. Correct. It's not going to happen overnight. Correct. So in, in my, it might just be my personal view on this, but in my way of looking at it again, I work a job right now where they're fairly flexible. I mean, when I switched this position I'm at, my boss knew that I did these things with leadership and whatnot. And every once in a while, I have the out and about committee where we go around the county and we find new places that haven't been discovered or we go and explore them or whatnot. So he lets me off for a couple hours or whatever, make it up the next day or whatever. And I did all that. And one of the selfish things, I guess, is I know I could be in a job making more money, but I know that I have the flexibility and stuff. And I've worked with this company for almost eight years that allows me to do those things where I can volunteer my time and all. I don't have children. I have nephews and I have cousins and whatever else, but me being someone that enjoys helping other people and that we have all this time because I'm 34 and I do work, school, gym, come home from that or whatever. And like, I still have time on my hands. I want to give back because again, through my experience that I was laid up in a hospital bed for months on end. And a lot of people helped me throughout the community, putting jars out or whatever else, or bank accounts and whatever. I want to give back. Like the state of Ohio has helped me in my life. I want to pay it back. And if it's the dumbest, small little things like that, I'm going to keep trying until I can do something. And starting with my communities, with the volunteering things and the police officers so that we can go out and talk to whoever. I want to see a difference. But I think what we're doing out here does help a little bit, though. I think people hearing that, though, too, they may want to take more of an interest. They may want to say, hey, maybe I should try this, too. It's these little incremental things we need to do. That's what we need to do right now. Because, again, we we can't keep going the way we're going right now, though, because this country will just blow up. You know, we have to find a way. And maybe we have to blow up in order to get together. I hate to say that. Maybe I have to as well, too. Not the first person that said it. He probably yeah. won't be the last. No. Yeah. We may have to blow up until we go, okay, enough. This is just what and, happened. And that's what I think. I think that they're, okay, this is going to be, <clears throat> this might sound dumb, but <laughs> follow me for a second. Mm-hmm. There are, when I call them good faith rioters, I mean that. They're at least they will at least go on record and say why they're doing it, and I think it. And a lot of time it goes back to what Jar says. They want to blow the system up, you know. They and they feel like the only way to blow the system up is to cause financial ruin, and that's so. That's like, you know, obviously you've got people, you know, you've got videos of people laughing as they come out of a Nike store with. They don't give a shit about making any type of change. They don't care about, you know, they, they don't look like they're. They don't give a, 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 a flying fuck about Dante Wright as they're running out with their Jordans, you know, and, and they're laughing on video like those people. You don't take them seriously, but there are people there are people that will come out and be like, I am I am doing this. I'm engaging in this violence right now to blow it all up. I want to blow the system up now. You know, obviously you can you can sit and tell them like, hey, this is why this just ain't going to work. Let's let's put your let's let's put the the foundation of why you're doing it aside. Even if it's for a let's put the cause aside here. What you're doing is not going to work. You know you will always be the you will you will always be the bad guy, regardless of the, how noble your cause is. You will be the bad guy. But to them, it's like it, and, and we've talked about this podcast before. When you've got groups of people that don't have anything to lose anymore, that is when you are at your most dangerous. Yes. And these people don't have anything to lose. Well, what they, they don't have, have to any... lose is their future. They don't no, they see don't. it though. They no, they're not though. They're, they don't they're, see they have they're a not. Future. They're not getting arrested. They're not getting. They're, and when they are, they're getting bailed out. 
It's not there. Yeah. And they're not, they're not thinking about their future. They're thinking about right now, you know, and For what, me, and what yeah. culture has told them that, you know, that, that, to, to to fight for what's important. And in their mind, they're almost doing, I think, in their mind, they're doing what Jake's doing. They're fighting for their community. They're fighting for their inner city. And they're doing it by going to war with the businesses or I don't it's not like they care like, oh, there's a Starbucks. Fuck Starbucks. Let's go. It's anything. It's I mean, I there are shops that literally like that will put like we support black lives. Racism has no place here. And they've got holes punched through their windows and spray paint all over. There's no you're not, it's not a dialogue right now. It's not like, oh, this is a racist place. It's not like putting like the blood over your doorstep in the Old Testament and you become absolved <laughs> from, you know, the coming wrath here. It's, they don't care. Their, their mission is blow it up, blow the system up, yeah, mayhem. make them start from scratch. Maybe it's my optimistic view on life. The dangerous thing is we have people in Congress right now that are starting to share that. I think the good faith That's volunteer yeah, people true. is what I'm trying to do have more power over the good faith rioters as you call them then because I feel like us doing this kind of stuff Yeah, oh yeah, you will yeah, what you're going to be you, what you're doing is what you're doing is perceived as as good, okay? It, 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 as a almost an objective sense, helping out underprivileged, helping out the youth. That's almost a universally recognized thing is every, no matter what where you come from, who you are, that's a good action. That's profitable, it's fruitful. Okay? The problem is with the rioting is yeah, you do have the obviously the gross majority of people are going to be against rioting and the destruction of businesses, okay? But you still have a rather large, you know, comparatively large when you're looking in these in these individual areas right now of people that um are done listening to that type of rhetoric as far as, you know, oh, we're going to get into the communities and make change and all that stuff. They, to them, that doesn't that doesn't hold any meaning anymore. They've seen it all. They've seen all the Big Brother programs. They've seen all the shop with the cops and all this stuff they try to do to make police personable and all that stuff. They've seen it all. And in their mind, it's none of it works. It's still, you know, what's the phrase? All cops are bastards. Okay, that's there's no room for wiggle there. It's abolish the police on this on, from these people. Start over. And... You know, thankfully, it's such a small group of people right now that it's they're easily contained. But still, the the damage they're doing is real. And but you brought up a good you know, point though too. You got politicians thinking that way exactly, too. and that's you got people in power yeah. thinking that as well. Celebrities too. think it as well. That but they want to follow up. them. Yeah, they follow them too. I mean, a lot of these people want to blow it up though, and they want they want to see it completely cascade. You know, and it's a scary thing right now. You know, some of these people are, you know, the people who are powerful and elite, though, you know, they're making provisions to go somewhere else, though. You know, I'm, I'm, I don't mean to change the subject, but you've heard of New Zealand. A lot of people are buying property in New Zealand to get away. It's an island. Get away. You know, when things do blow up, I got another place to another place of refuge. Yeah, if you got enough money, sure, because it, it won't matter to you. <laughs> me for, and you, it doesn't matter. Yeah, most of us, we're, we're all screwed. But they want to It'll see It'll be a civil war where we're fighting in the streets Correct. just to go get yeah. bread. Correct. And, you know, there are people who want it to go that way. They want to get anarchy. And the the people who too. want that have never been in a place in the world where they've actually seen real oh, violence. Oh, correct. Because, like, the, all these people who call for violence and this and that, like, we should just, you know, take you out in the world somewhere. Let's just I mean, see what at, the rest of the world lives look like what, and realize, look, look you know what, Miramar what? Is going we got through. it really fucking good. We need to yeah. change what we're doing and not destroy yeah. everything. I mean, look what Miramar is going through right now with the military and all that just completely outright, hey, we're going to just shoot the people. We don't care. Yeah. This is the way it's going to be. We'll do it the way we want to do it. So we need, we, we, you know, there's so much we can do here. But again, it's just, 
what you're doing makes a difference. What you're doing makes a difference. Everything, it's just the little things, though. But we want it to happen so much faster than it's going to happen. And there's some people who are saying, like you said, I'm done. I've seen the, the shop with the cops. I've seen all that crap. I'm done. Blow it all up. <laughs> Which we know is not going to happen because that just this leads to anarchy. Yeah, anarchy and, is and, not and, what we want. Yeah, and it goes back to the word we always want to hear, tribalism. <laughs> yep. It's in everything, though. Yeah. It's so crazy. it's just, you know, we just, these are, these, these forums are great. We we have to keep doing this, though. Hopefully get more people on board and hopefully just helping out a little bit here, a little volunteering here and there and understanding what the other person, empathize with the other person's feeling, you know. You have some empathy. You know, because my life is good doesn't mean everybody else's life is great. Though, have some empathy. What are they going through? That makes a lot of sense. Really else? I'll tell you what. Coming back to the idea of the the four grand poobahs, <laughs> and if we had to create police reform, like the first thing that I would want to do is create a panel to inform us, the poobahs, uh, how we need to reform these police officers. And I'd like to see like firearms trainers, people like Jeff and Ethan from Instruments of Freedom. I'd like to see police chiefs who've been on the job forever. Like I'd like to see. Like uh, like good cops, not just your average cop, but good cops and people who really rose in the ranks and that kind of stuff. Like get a big panel together and discuss like what we need to do. Like in my mind, it's make it harder to become a police officer. Get more funding so we can pay them more money. Get more funding so we can get them better training. What do you think of licensure? I mean, you have uh, I don't I don't know about the license. Why? I I, I, just, I just don't know enough about it. I'd I'd love to hear what the panel would have to th- say about that. But more importantly is I know a lot of people, they say they need to get rid of police unions because they, they can almost protect the bad apples like to, to, to a bad aspect. Well, that's unions in general, yeah. though, too. Yeah. I think we've talked about that yeah. enough, too. Yeah. You know, unions, I think, to me, unions were unions were huge for... Meant for the, good. For good. Look at well, well, yeah. the labor laws we've got. It's because of unions. Yes. Because, you know, if it wasn't for the, for the unions... You know, you wouldn't have occupational safety. You wouldn't have, you know. And unfortunately, that, that all boiled down to people were taking advantage of other people. And someone Correct. needed to come in and step in Correct. and create rights Correct. for those people. Now it's gotten to a point where they're protecting the, we say the crappy ones, though, too. And that's what gets focused on. Well, I think unions do a good thing. They try to keep businesses on the keel. Hey, just take care of your people. We know you're going to make your money. We know you're going to do this, though. I don't mind you making your money. But don't forget about us. Don't strip everything away from me. Enrich yourself and give me less. You know, give me a little bit here and there. Yeah, I'm not going to be you. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know if abolishing the police unions is the way to go. I don't know if like maybe creating a licensure is a better idea. I don't know. But I'd love to hear what the panel would have to say sure. about that. But for me, it's like, you know, it's like you need to make it harder to become one. You need to make physical Correct. standards. You know, for oh, for police me. officers for every year. You got to requalify. You got to you got to run. You got to do push ups. You got to do pull ups. You got to do those kind of things. Obviously, well, gear towards age. You get older. Obviously, you're not going to compete in your 40s with somebody who's in their 20s. That is what it is. So we'll make it fair across the board. But you can't just be a fat slob either. You Correct. Know, all those kind of things. Like and so, we need to build these things in. But again, I would want people who have knowledge of that world. To come in and make those. Like us being the four poobahs, we couldn't make those calls. But we could appoint a panel who could advise us on what we need to do to make it good for everyone going forward. That's what I would love to see happen. Again, it's all pie in the sky idea. <laughs> but that's yeah, just kind of where my mind idea, goes to. But it's an idea. An idea has got to start with something. Correct. And you got to yeah, go from start. there. So, I mean, it's, it's a good start, though. Small too. stuff again. It's Correct. so simple. It, again, but it's not it's not simple right. it really isn't like to, to create new funding is like where does that money come from that takes you. away from somewhere else yeah correct 
Well, there's a lot of other, somewhere else's we could take from, and we've seen over the last couple of years, that's for sure. But, but the I thing mean, is, though, too, we truly don't know where all the funding goes. Yeah. I mean, there's so much stuff that's not transparent. Yep. I mean, there's so much um, black um, black program stuff we don't know about. Or, I didn't know that much money's going there. You have no clue. No, 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 no idea. No clue. Hmm. You know, I mean, when the GEO tells you every you know, every given year, you know, there's a couple hundred billion dollars they can't account for. What the hell's a couple hundred billion? That's a lot of money. Where's that money going? They can't Somebody's account, pocket. Yeah, they can't account for all that money. <laughs> they don't know where it's all going. A couple hundred billion is a lot of money. <laughs> just a touch. You know, just a touch, though. So, you know, there is, a, but again, you no know, two people have their own pet programs and all that, though. But the funding can be there. When, you, when we want to find money for things, we can find money. You know, yeah. when, again, when NASA, before NASA was born, when Sputnik went up in the air, oh, my God, we're getting beat by the Russians. <laughs> NASA was formed, <laughs> whatever you want. Yeah. Got to beat, got to beat, got to beat. Once we beat them, okay, we're good. And yeah, I'll- but then there's the issue with that is because th- that creates waste. Like NASA, NASA, NASA <laughs> creates waste because if you look at the other, was it SpaceX and... Uh, yeah, they're doing it more efficiently. Exactly, because, yeah. like, again, they're, they're using um, things... Uh, no, the difference. I don't want to say it's more efficiently because if you look at it with like NASA, especially when they, they look at space travel, like okay, we need to double check and triple check and quadruple check and make sure everyone's going to make it back. Where SpaceX is like, eh, most of them will make it back. It's all right. <laughs> like, like we're we're gonna we're gonna give up on some but of those they have redundancies. The, but they have the funding because as long as you're the government, you can print as much money as you want. Yeah, but I, I think mean, that becomes the issue is because correct. there's like we we've I'm sure most of us has have been around like government employees or mm-hmm. uh, programs or whatever, mm-hmm. there's so much waste. Of course. Because things just get in there. And it's mm-hmm. like you don't run it like a business because, again, the money just keeps coming in. Oh, and well, if, if we don't spend this money, then we won't get it next year. So Correct. we got to waste all this money instead of, again, looking at like a business. How do we cut back? What do we do? What do, How do we streamline things? How do we use technology? Like all these kind of things. But they don't want to do that because, oh, well, we have this – Automated this thing, but then we lost so many jobs. So That's it looks correct. bad on us. And That's correct. And the politicians are like, no, we don't want to do that. Like, oh, can we just see it as the bigger picture and just, like, again, run things like a business again, instead of just I looking out for yourself? Even with people losing jobs, I think there's retraining of people in other jobs, though, too. Because, Absolutely. Because this job is gone doesn't mean, hey, you could probably go over here and do this, though. This is another need, though, too. Yeah. But we don't There's do new that. things coming up all correct. the time. I mean, like, I, my son wants to be a coder. He's all into coding. Computers kid that's the way to go yeah in the future absolutely computer's <laughs> the way to go i mean he's one of these kids he looks at me and goes dad you know the whole thing about smart cars cars driving themselves i don't like that he goes why don't you like it i said hackers i said would you want to be in a car where everybody's the computer runs everything somebody gets in there and just goes Bum. i don't want that i still like the physical part of somebody driving he's only 13 he goes nah i think people should still be able to do some things shouldn't be all that I said, that's a good Good point. That's an excellent that, point. Yeah. He says, I'm not, that's why he's not big on that at all. He goes, I'm not for that at all. I'm for, <laughs> for a lot of things, though, but that, that's not one of them. That's one of those you things know. that you won't <clears throat> experience the possible repercussions of until it's too late, until we've gone too far down the path of automation. You know, I mean, like, yeah. Have, have people not seen Terminator? We know how this fucking ends. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's, that's, that's kind of like the problem is there'll be, you're not going to see some big, you know, like uh takeover of the um the code for these cars and causing mass hysteria until there's enough on the road to like cause like a world you know some worldwide right. you know issue the, the ethics are so far behind as we keep innovating 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 so we're going is there a reason to you know it's like anything else so you know is there sometimes maybe we shouldn't innovate that fast maybe we need to slow down 
but if the the ethics doesn't catch up quick enough to that, it we really need to doesn't. slow down on a lot of did, things. Did you hear like but, it, it, yeah. two days ago? They all right. I just read that they mixed uh like scientists mixed human and chimp DNA successfully in an embryo, and I'm like, why exactly? <laughs> what are you trying to do? Haven't, just yeah, just what, because you haven't can? we already like evolved past that? Just because oh, yeah. you can, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, like, if you're not watching what's going not on all in this world, is, we're, is we're not progressing the way we should in a lot of places right now. So, well, here, yeah. here's here's the real issue: is like progress for the sake of progress isn't always a good right, thing. Yeah. Nope, if right. there's not a purpose in a in a good foresight behind it, it, it may not be the best thing. Forward. 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 Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I mean, look at genetic manipulation. Right now, we're able to now, you can dial in and choose the eye color or hair color of the children you want. Creepy. The problem is you start doing that, though, we still don't understand how all the chromosomes and DNA work, though. By manipulating that, though, are you screwing up something else down below? Absolutely. I know you want to get rid of Down syndrome. You want to get rid of diseases, and I'm all for that. But you have to start looking at it. When you start doing these things for aesthetics and you know, creating the whatever you want, though. What are you doing down below? What mentally are we doing to these people? Because, you know, they're looking at trying to create beings that have net more strength, more stamina, more that, though. So then what? Well, you don't need steroids then. I can just create whatever I want, though. So, again, we're, we're starting well, like, to go Like down you don't the, think that's already happening in oh, China? Oh, it's already happening. <laughs> you know what's happening. But, it, but it's, we're going down a path, though, like Handy says, is you may have, once the genie's out of the bottle, you may have be able to put that genie back in. That whole, arti- that whole, yeah, that whole artificial intelligence <laughs> thing scares me. I think it's important, but I go to have something think for itself. You can start looking and goes, man. You know what though? I don't know what the problem is. You humans are the problems. <laughs> oh, we don't really need you. We can oh, do boy, our own we? thing. Yeah. You know, you guys cause a lot of the mayhem, a lot of the poverty, a lot of the this and that. Though, maybe if we either get rid of some of you or control some of you, things would be a little bit better. Dude, that'd be like a. I'm just picturing like some dystopia where the the world is run by electric cars. All the humans are dead, and it's just electric cars just driving around yeah, everywhere and like, living thing. their lives yeah, free, <laughs> of human, free of control. human, free of yeah, control. Yeah. Again, have you not seen Terminator? <laughs> yeah, we know all this. Yeah, ends. but except right. it's, except it's like Toyotas instead of like like Terminators. So yeah. I, I don't know. If I guess cool I should have taken that job in Texas working for Toyota. Damn. <laughs> I would assume they create a, a better you know car than yeah. Toyota, but <laughs> missed the ball on that one. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. But again, some people want to say we need more and more technology. Technology does not still overcome the shortcomings of man. So we still have issues we need to deal yeah, with. Most people too. are addicted to looking at their cell phones. And like they, they can't get away from it for more than 10 minutes. Well, they talk about that, but that when people do this, though, to the communication, look how we're communicating now. Mm-hmm. People do less and less than that. They rather text. Most they people aren't that, capable though. of communicating like we are right now. Right. Yeah. Most I, most people couldn't sit down and have a conversation this dynamic with this many controversial topics correct. for this long. They just can't do correct. it. They'll freak out. And and you asked me a while back on one of the podcasts or sitting down talking or whatever else, something where you said, what was the point of making up the Make Conversations Great Again hat or whatever and things like that? I, something along those lines, whatever. And it was like, that's what we're talking about is these little things is we're trying to get more people to do this. Even for at the bar, like you guys said, you sat down at the bar and you met some random dude that was just having a good conversation with you one time. And it was just funny. Yeah. <laughs> you remember, the, <laughs> you remember the guy, like whatever your conversations were about, it was great. It was good, good talk, good chat and whatever. Maybe something was sparked. Ideas might've been talked about. Who knows? But it's just like talking with a stranger conversation. It's right. so simple. And we just need to make them, make them better. Like we need to be better. And it's, it's, not that hard in my mind 
to do a simple thing like sit down and have a good conversation with people like we do all the time on here. I agree. Yeah, and that's and, and that's the whole idea. Is that's one of the big reasons why we started the podcast was I like having controversial you know, conversations. I like to talk about the things that society would say that I'm not allowed to talk about these yeah. things. Like, <laughs> like, cause I mean, we, we all can't go to work tomorrow and start talking about these things because we'll get shunned or yelled at or whatever. Like you're not supposed to be able and to companies talk about don't these, want that. which they is just, ludicrous because yeah. these are the important topics that we should be but talking about. They don't about. want to, they don't want to take away from the business. They don't want you deviating away. And people do have these, people do think that. You know, we, any business we work at, there he goes, man, why is this guy making so much money? Why is he doing so much this? So it's never, never enough. It's like take, 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 take. Which is another thing I struggle with because I do wear that hat all the time at the company I am with. Being with the laid back company that I am, I can wear a hat that says make conversation great again. It's red and white like a Trump hat. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, it's not political, so they can't do anything about it. But people always come to me and make conversation great again, but they'll start talking to me about something. I love that fact, but. I know, again, I can make more money at other places and I'm looking at other jobs, but it's like, I'm going to miss this mm -hmm. because I can't have these. This is what we talked about on the podcast or if some of the people from work listen to the podcast and they go, oh, I heard you guys say this, this and this or whatever. It's just like, yeah, they'll start talking about it at work on Monday or whatever it is. And it's like, I'm going to miss that kind of stuff if I don't get to have those because if you go to a place that's a bigger company or whatever, they don't like the, the policies, or you can't talk about stuff, you're not supposed to talk about politics or religion or whatever, mm -hmm. and like, I want to say screw you and talk about Those it. Those are the fun things to talk about. Right, yeah. That gets the most controversial stuff. Of course it is. So. I like of talking about this. So. Just like with anything that has to do with race and whatever else. And oh, it's yeah. Like I, mean, it's, I don't shy away from it, just like we're all not. Correct. There are hot button issues, like, though, but you need to talk about it, though, because yeah. it's, it's there. It's, it's, you need to talk about it. We're just that. talking to another human being. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. All we're, we're all doing. human beings. Yeah. We all are. Yep. You know, so. But, no, this is good. I this, love this. This is a lot of fun. Is there anything else? Andrew, you mentioned a bunch of stuff that had happened recently. Anything else we want to bring up real quick oh, here? Um, yeah. I mean, I think we pretty much, you know, touched on a lot of the peripheral stuff. I mean, there was, yeah, that's yeah, pretty much it. I think we can have, once, once this verdict comes back, whichever way, though, too, it'll be interesting to see how The verdict side, from the George Floyd case? George Floyd. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see how each side interprets the verdict. Okay. No matter what happens, no matter some what people happens. aren't going to be happy. Exactly. No matter what. Because there are those who think he's already guilty no matter what he does. No matter how good his defense is, it doesn't mm -hmm. matter. He's just, this is just, this is this um, a show trial. doesn't matter. He's yeah. already guilty. Okay. And there are other people who say, yeah, it doesn't matter. He can get a fair trial anyway. And we go, oh, see, justice prevailed. It's, it's going back to the, and I will, I'll bring this, going back to the OJ. If you ever look at the OJ, the OJ trial was a great example of that. It really showed the dike the split oj had never been really part of the black community he kind of stayed away from that you want to stay on the business side he didn't follow ali or bill ross a lot of those guys at the time or jim brown who really was trying to change the civil rights and all that he did his own thing once he got in trouble he completely came back and embraced them because i need your help i want you to follow me he became for the black people he never was that trial really showed and this is back in 94 it was 26 years ago. You think it's a long time ago. It isn't. That showed a lot of where America stands. I mean, to me, yeah, it was, the, the evidence was more than overwhelming against them. <laughs> just look at that. Just just look based, based on the evidence alone. Based on the evidence alone. I mean, they said, oh, yes, it's it profoundly feel that way. People didn't care. 
the verdict showed you took three hours to make a verdict and a one-year trial. They already knew. They knew that. Draw it out on TV they and just whatever draw it on else. TV, though, yeah. And, yeah. But it, what TV did, though, too, TV really showed how split the country was and the way we looked at race and everything else, though, too. So you're kind of seeing it now, still now. But the difference is now the other people are saying, yeah, now I'm seeing what black people go through. But I also see what police go through. You know, We all know police officers. I some I know some really good ones who struggle, and I feel bad for them. I said I don't want them to see them struggling, and they're trying to do the best thing, but they have so many forces fighting against them. It's hard, and that becomes the issue because right now, especially, it's like we're losing all of the best ones Correct. because they're like, "Fuck this! I'm screwed no matter what I do." Because exactly. my my upper people aren't going to support me. Correct. You know the community is all against me. I'm trying to help people, but like. Fuck this. I'll go get a job doing it, something it, else. It depends what community you're in, though, because some communities, are they're going to be behind their police no matter what, though. So it depends where you're at, though. Your metropolitan areas are definitely... I'm, I'm just talking, soft. like, in general. Yeah. If like, you look I mean, at some, overall, some small local community, sure, they may love their police, but like, as a whole, like, people just disdain cops right now. It's, correct. it's crazy. Correct. And it's sad. And like I said, it used to be a noble profession to go into. Yeah. Now it's not. Now it's like, nah, be a cop. Nah, you may want to think of doing something different. Like, you know? Go be a dentist or something instead of that. <laughs> <laughs> with the highest suicide rate. With the, which has a very high suicide rate. You know, so. Everybody no, loves funny. the dentist. That's so. funny. All right. Well, we've been rambling on for quite a while. Sure. Let's, let's wrap this bitch up. Jake, any closing thoughts? Uh, no. I'll say be good people like always. Oh, no. I do have a closing thought. My, my one thought. After I listened to the podcast with you guys last time, I it was just before or just after, I heard a guy on another podcast I was listening to from Haiti say that please stop calling him african-american because they're from haiti and he hated that and he said i'm a black american man please stop calling me african-american and it was right after you guys talked or right before i'm a black american and i was just like i've been told that okay jimmy coburn little skinny black dude with Mm -hmm. a big afro i've been told that my Mm -hmm. entire life he used to say things like chicken and kool-aid and because he would say that when he'd fist bump you as he was saying goodbye he'd say i only say that to the people that i respect and i love he was on the bowling teams with my parents. He grew up, talked about how he held us above his head as babies and said, yeah, the only thing greater than me, whatever, blah, blah. Like, <laughs> But he's one of the guys and one of the reasons that he always said, no, you're good people. You're good people. That's why I say it now all the time where I say be good people. Like That kind of stuff we need more of, I feel like. And I'm tired of seeing or waking up every day with a new podcast I download or something on TV or whatever, social media, black and white this, black and white this, black and white this. We hate each other. I'm just sick of it. So, sorry, that's my little closing ramble. Oh, I agree. Continue. <laughs> Go <laughs> on. Gerard, closing I mean, thoughts? Closing thoughts. Love these dialogues. I think this is what we need to do. I mean, to me, get rid of labels. I'm an American, born here, black American, whatever, white American, whatever. We're Americans. We don't need all these labels. Get rid of some of these labels. That doesn't help either. But I think a lot of people are afraid to say that they're American. They want to cling to their culture or what have you. There's nothing wrong Whether with Whether it's, it's in Europe or Africa correct. or Asia. Nothing wrong with understanding wherever, your culture. It's good. Yeah. It's good understanding your culture, though. But be happy where you're at here yeah. and try to make America. I know people don't like the term. Make America better. You know, what I mean by better, not financially, but intellectually, you know, as a community, more of a community. Yes. You don't, have, you don't have to like Trump to like make America great again. And you don't have that, to like a, Obama to like hope and change to see us. Hope correct. And change but th- those are like, all just, just political bullshit statements. Again, right. we need to like pull in as community members and, and see each other as just Americans. Like we're all right. together in the same boat together. Let's, but, but those let's people, all work together, those damn people it. People termed it and made it a slogan, but it's stuff that normal folks like a lot of us say all the time just because we want to see it. Correct. So, correct. 
Andrew, closing thoughts? Um, <clears throat> yeah, just uh, we, we need to um, somehow start to promote good faith dialogue and debate because, I mean, let's when, – when, you, when you've got, um, you know, much like, you know, if you look at the situation with the shootings and stuff like that, it's like, yeah, nobody you – can, you, can, you can be a supporter of the Second Amendment and the Constitution and still say we have a gun problem. You know, mm-hmm. we have to acknowledge that there we have a gun problem in this country. You need to be able to say we have a policing problem in this country. You don't have to say that we need to defund or abolish the police or all cops are bastards and or whatever. But at the same time, you have to be able to say we have a policing problem here. So until until we can agree on the realities of, of, of what's going on around us, then um, we're just going to keep basically treading water, butting heads, doing making no real change um it's time to start separating your emotion and your um collectivist attitude with you know feeling like you need to fall rank and file with people um and just be honest with yourself start looking at at data and start looking at the things you can see with your own eyes and um you know start making change changes from positions of of good faith uh, and until you get to that point, then, um, it's just going to be a lot of rhetoric, just a lot of politicians getting elected and then replaced with, you know, people saying the same stuff. And, you know, that's, that's where, uh, that's what we need right now. Yeah. Those don't, are, don't ask me for a solution, but that's what we need. <laughs> those are some deep thoughts right there, <laughs> yes. sir. I couldn't agree more. I'll tell you what, it's been a lot of fun. Always, uh, always look forward to these. It's, uh, mm-hmm. been too long coming. Uh, for all the f- four of us to sit down and have a good time. The Grand Poobah. Yeah. <laughs> the, like gra- the Grand Poobahs of Ohio. I like that. We're going to solve all the problems by <laughs> helping other people help us understand the problems. I think that becomes the, the real need that we have is that too, too many of these politicians especially have no idea of what it is that they're doing. And they think that because they've been elected into power that they're all wisdom and bullshit works. And again, they don't give two shits about us. They just want to get reelected. They don't even really care about making positive changes because if they stand for something, then they're not going to get reelected because no matter what they do, half of the country right now is going to hate them. It's just, it's ludicrous how divided we really are. Like literally 50, 50 right down the middle. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and again, like Gerard, I, I'm, I'm with you. Like people always like, Oh, where are you? Where's your ancestors and stuff from? Blah, 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 whatever. Like I'm, I'm American. You know, it's like, I'm American. It's like, I, I don't even know how long, like my, my family's even been here. You know, it's like, but we've been here for a handful of generations. I don't know where exactly we come from, but it's like, who, what do I care? Like I'm here. I love this country. Right. I love what the, the freedom right. stand for and what, what we're all about. And obviously it needs to be better. Correct. You know, it's like, I, I still think it's great, mm-hmm. but it's, it definitely needs to be better. Uh, but to do that, I think we need to be better. Mm-hmm. You know, so again, the first thing we can do here is just have these tough conversations that I love to have. I don't know if they solve anything. They don't like produce any real tangible results. But if nothing else, maybe they'll get people to think and do things differently in their own lives or talk to their friends differently or who knows. I don't know. But nonetheless, try to do that. I'm going to stop rambling. (laughs) (laughs) Boyos, always a pleasure. Thank you. And uh, we will see you guys next time. Thank you. Thank you. That was good stuff. That was fun. Thank you, guys. All right. Well, that wraps up another great episode. These are the kind of conversations that I look so forward to 
when we're recording these uh, podcasts. And hopefully you guys are enjoying them as much as I know that we are. Uh, I think there's definitely a lot more of these kind of topics coming up in the future. Uh, We definitely need to dig deeper into all the crazy things that are going on because, well, there's a lot of crazy things going on right now. And I assume it's not exactly going to be all you know sunshine and rainbows going forward after this but anyway uh thank you so much for listening if you're still here i can't tell you how much your support means to me uh the the one thing we can do right now to help out the show is to go out and leave it five star reviews that that's the best thing we can do right now to really help new people find the show so please wherever you're listening to this go out and leave the show a quick five-star review make it funny make it entertaining you have free creative rights i cannot wait to read and laugh and have a great time with the crazy stuff you guys are going to come up with (laughs) but that is all we have time for this week so we will see you guys next time on uncensored humanity